833-433-0088. Call in and let us know what's going on, if you have an opinion on what's going on. Uh, We got a lot of Delta Blues going on in the state of Arkansas. The Delta variant uh, is uh, uh, Governor Hutchinson is touring the state. He uh, earlier this week, uh, last week, he went to uh, the suburban enclave of uh, Cabot was his first visit. And this week he's been to Forest City, Texarkana, Batesville and Northwest Arkansas. What he's talking about. Let's let's look at some of the numbers. Uh, that we're seeing here involving uh, COVID-19. Currently, we have uh, uh, just over, uh, let's look at the numbers, 1,221, 383. That's the number of people that have been vaccinated in the state of Arkansas. We have 361,230 people that have had COVID uh, since the, the pandemic began, when the World Health Organization uh, uh, made COVID-19 a global pandemic on March 11, 2020. And in July, just this month, since July, uh, June 30, we have had nearly 20,000 people contract COVID-19, uh, the most since the late uh, 2020 and early 2021. Most of the people who have uh, contracted uh, COVID-19 have contracted the Delta variant, which is fast spreading. Uh, If you uh, understand how the CDC classifies the COVID variants, there's, they're like the, uh, uh, if you are fraternity, you know, the, 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 the alphabet, uh, I think it's alpha, beta, gamma, and Delta. Mm -hmm. So there's four variants out there and the Delta is the fourth one. The alpha uh, was, uh, it, it was developed yeah, I guess it came about around late 2020 and then the Delta, the beta and the gamma came in early 2021. And then the Delta, which is the most, uh, 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 is the most deadly. It, it, uh, emerged in March of 2021. Currently, uh, uh, in the state of Arkansas, uh, this week, uh, yesterday, there was 1,309 people that had COVID. 19 new cases uh, at the, we have a caller coming in. I'm gonna check that. Good morning caller. Uh, You have a question. This is Black Consumer News. Yes, we we, 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 we will get to that, Alicia. Walton. Yes, ma'am. We will do that. Excuse me. Yeah, we, we're going to, we, we're going to get to that. We, 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 we're going to do a full interview with her. We'll, we'll get to, we, you'll get the, you'll get the, uh, 411 on everything about Alicia Walton. All right. Thank you. Uh, getting back to Alicia, they they excited to, <laughs> to hear excited. about you. I, well, I might have to get her up and get, get our headlines out of the way. And, uh, and, and I'm excited to share uh, information with them. Uh, but uh, uh, there uh, of the COVID cases, there are 647 people that have been hospitalized yesterday. There were seven deaths, uh, probably sometime between tomorrow and uh, this weekend. The total number of deaths in the state of Arkansas will reach 6,000 since the COVID pandemic began in March uh, of 2020. Of that, of those number of cases, about 1,000 of them, or 960, are African Americans. Uh, there's a lot of debate going on. Arkansas is the hotbed for COVID cases in the state of Arkansas, and I'm sure uh, those listening out there, you know of someone. Uh, I had some people in my workplace and and that you know someone. So uh, if you have an opinion on what's going on, should she get the vaccination? Only 39% of the people in the state of Arkansas have been vaccinated to reach what's called herd uh, immunity. That would, we would need 70% of the people in Arkansas to get, uh, to get, a vet, uh, to get the COVID-19 shot. Uh, to date, only 39% uh, have received their shot. So uh, that means about 2 million people out there could still uh, get COVID, even if they had, because uh, they're saying that some of the variants out there, the Delta variant, some of the people who've been vaccinated are getting 
uh, or, or spreading uh, the virus. Uh, so if you have an opinion on that, give us a call, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, also in the news this week, and on, if you can go to our uh, website and, and read these stories, blackconsumernews.com, uh, we've been reporting on, uh, uh, as we're going to talk about Ms. Walton, there's a lot of uh, uh, black candidates that are running historic numbers in the state of Arkansas. Uh, uh, this in the early in July, we were the first to break the story where Chris Jones uh, 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 announced that he was running as a Democratic candidate for governor. Uh, Chris uh, used to be uh, uh, he's a Pine Bluff native. Uh, uh, he I think he went to Morehouse College, a graduate of Morehouse, and then he worked in Boston area uh, as a nuclear engineer and a physicist. Uh, he came back to Arkansas as the executive director of the Arkansas Innovation Hub. I uh, know Chris very well. Chris is, uh, uh, has started off his campaign very well. Uh, at the uh, end of June 30th, he had raised over uh, $580,000, uh, mostly from small donations. And that's a great story. Uh, uh, there's four of the candidates in the race, Sufa, Mays, uh, uh, I think Anthony Blake and Anthony Bland and also Russell James. Those two candidates, none of them have raised more than $10,000. So uh, the Democrats are going to have a hard, hard, hard to race. Uh, even, even though Chris got off to a good start with about $600,000, they are well behind the, the Republican candidates. But uh, to get to the primary, uh, Chris' goal is to raise up to $2 million. That's, uh, that's the goal he has set for his campaign. Yesterday, if you read the news or keep up with campaign filings, Sarah Sanders Huckabee uh, reached a record, second record that she's reached for fundraising in the state of Arkansas. She raised, to date, she has raised $9.3 million for the race for governor for the state of Arkansas in 2022 replace uh, Governor Asa Hutchins. Uh, Sarah's, uh, most of her funds that she's raised are from out of state. Uh, and uh, so it's going to be interesting if anybody can put up a challenge against her. Uh, certainly in fundraising, she's setting records. I think in uh, Asa Hutchinson in 2018, he only raised $5.3 million uh, for his entire race. So it's going to be very difficult. Uh, in, in, as we know, uh, in in politics these days, uh, fundraising is a big uh, big game. At the right, Alicia. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk uh, talk about that a little bit. Uh, Chris has got off to a good start, but uh, the thing about uh, uh, that is that we're going to be getting record amounts of out of state money into the governor's race, also in some of those what we call down ballot races uh, in the state of Arkansas. Uh, also, uh, we're, we're going to talk about uh, 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 this week, Arkansas began its redistricting efforts. Uh, uh, Betty Dickey has begun, uh, she's a former Supreme Court and a former prosecuting yeah. attorney. Uh, Betty Dickey was selected by the Arkansas Board of Pro Apportion Board to begin the process of redistricting the state of Arkansas. And what that means is that the lines uh, for every, all 100 seats uh, for the state of representing the state of and the and 35 senate seats are going to be redrawn mm -hmm. and the problem for uh, for the black candidates and the black uh, uh, legislators and senators in the state of arkansas is that uh, uh, the winners get to redraw the lines every 10 years and this time in the last uh, election i think the democrats were in power this time uh, the republicans hold a supermajority in the arkansas house of Red representatives they hold a supermajority in the Senate. Uh, they have the, the, the courts, uh, Supreme Court. Uh, I think they have a 6-3 balance on the Supreme Court, or they're close thereof. They also control uh, uh, all three branches of government, uh, the legislative branch, the executive branch, of course, Governor Huck, and the courts. So uh, currently, uh, when they redistrict, uh, some of the black legislators in the state of Arkansas, including the district here, uh, District 36, Denise Ennett, uh, also the Senate seats for Senator Joyce Elliott and Senator Chesterfield, those seats could be redrawn and they could be made stronger for a Republican candidate to win those seats. So uh, 
Uh, it's going to be interesting. Get involved. Uh, uh, there will be meetings uh, all across the state of Arkansas that will begin in, in, on July 27th. Uh, uh, I think the first one starts down in Hope, Arkansas, my hometown. And uh, so, but they'll be, get involved. Uh, uh, there's a lot of things that have been going on uh, in our state government during the legislative session. Uh, the legislative session will come back in session uh, at, before the end of the year to decide how they're gonna spend the rest of the American Rescue Plan money that the state of Arkansas received. The state of Arkansas received about $1.6 billion. And that money is your money. Uh, you should be involved in the decisions. Uh, 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 there's a steering committee at the state of Arkansas that meets once a week. Uh, uh, your nonprofit can 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 put a, 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 a application before that steering committee. Uh, a lot of times, just as in the CARES Act funds that came to the state of Arkansas, we didn't get involved and we missed out on a lot of the funds. Uh, in the CARES Act, there was 1.2 billion that came to the state of Arkansas. Also, uh, the state, uh, the county gets about 77 uh, million of that of those funds, and the city gets about 37 million. That money belongs to the citizens of Pulaski County. So, get involved. Those are the things that are going on. Uh, go to our website, BlackConsumerNews.com. Read our stories. Learn, uh, learn about what's going on. And get involved in the legislative process. And we're going to talk to our guest today about some of those things that are happening over at the legislature, some of the laws that have been passed that will affect the job that she's going to do when she wins that seat, uh, wins the, uh, uh, the seat as a, the new prosecuting attorney for the 6th Judicial District for Arkansas. Uh, so get involved, learn about what's going on, stay engaged. So, uh, uh, Miss Walton. Uh, yes, sir. Good, good morning. Good morning. How uh, are you? Uh, good. Uh, we're flying. I'm flying solo. I know Angel Bird, our, 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 our co-producer and co-host, she's usually here. Uh, so tell us a, a, a little bit about yourself. I, I want to start with uh, uh, reading. Uh, I, I come from a, my mom has 13 brothers and sisters. And uh, <laughs> uh, one of the interesting things that stand out about your Bible when you read it, of course, is that 18 brothers and sisters. Yes. And you remind me a lot of them when I, and you probably, somebody's probably told you this, being from Mariana, one of my mentors and a good friend of my Judge Ollie Neal, uh, oh. he, uh, uh, he had 13 brothers and sisters and he got, he set a standard. He was the first black prosecutor in the state of Arkansas mm -hmm. in the first judicial district up, up in Mariana. So, and you will, if you are elected to office in, in November 2022, you will be the first black and also the first black female. female. So, yes, sir. So tell us a little bit about your, uh, your, your background mm -hmm. and why you decided to throw your hat in the ring uh, to be the prosecuting attorney for us. For all right. Um, I am an Arkansas native. I'm hmm. from Mariana, down in the Delta, as you uh, stated. Uh, yes, I come from a family of 19. 19. Uh, 21, with, including my parents. Okay. Uh, we come from modest beginnings. Uh, I graduated Lee High School in Mariana, Arkansas, mm -hmm. and went off to the United States Marine Corps. Served I'm, a, their, I'm a former Marine, uh, too. No, no, yeah, no we're simple, not former. Simple, I, well, we I we know, are they always Marines. Yes, simplify. Uh, and after serving with the Corps honorably, I came home, um, joined the Arkansas National Guard shortly thereafter, and began school. I just, I love the military. Okay. And okay. so when you, that, you know, there's that, yeah. that routine that comes with active duty military yeah, life. I know what you're and saying. so after being discharged, I missed that routine. Okay. And then the Arkansas Army National Guard, since they are M Day, mm -hmm. and for those that don't know, those are soldiers that only come in on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And so that gave me sort of some of that routine okay. uh, when yeah, I would, yeah. you know, pick I, up I, extra duty and all that. Man, uh, yes. I, I'm a, uh, when I, I, when I uh, left the, the Marine Corps, I, I came back to college and I was a, ran track at up at Arkansas State. And, uh, uh, and I needed that discipline okay. to, to, uh, to uh, because I ran professionally as a marathon runner. So you need that. I understand needing that, 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 that yes. discipline <laughs> and that routine that comes from the military. So, uh, yes. uh, so, uh, so you got the military background. Yes. You got, uh, uh, you got a, a strong family, strong work ethic, uh, definitely from, uh, so your, your, your dad and your mom had 
both strong work ethic and uh, yes. when the Lord said go forth and multiply, they did. They did. Yeah, they, so. they, they did do that. <laughs> uh, so why did you decide to get into law? Uh, I don't, well, I grew up with my grandparents watching Perry Mason. Mm -hmm. And so I knew, and from the sheriff and the prosecutors visiting the schools, I knew uh, before I graduated that I, uh, high school that I wanted to be a lawyer. And the type of lawyer then that I wanted to be was a civil attorney. I wanted to help people with divorces and all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, but once I entered law school and started clerking, I found that I, I truly loved criminal law. Right. I, I love researching the, the case law and investigating the cases and and putting forth a defense for my clients. Right. Um, and so I had great success at that. And uh, it led me to, you know, once you, you find your niche and you find what my dad says, you what he raised us um, with the understanding that your purpose in life is when you find that occupation that every morning you wake up, you're happy to go to it. Mm -hmm. No matter what curveballs are thrown your way, you love doing what you do. So no matter what happens in court or, you know, what type of day I'm having, every morning I wake up, it's I, I'm, I'm ready to jump into it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm ready for it. Right. And so, um, so I found my niche. Mm -hmm. And in finding my niche, you know, you work in it to improve upon it. Right. And so once I graduated law school and went to work at the public defender's office, I started to look around the criminal justice system to see how could we change it? How could we improve upon the system? Mm. And the first thing I noticed was that they were sending a lot of veterans, uh, our brothers and sisters in arms, mm. to prison and placing them on probation for substance abuse and mental health issues that the VA was able to address. But mm -hmm. because of the VA structure, the prosecutor did not have a true relationship with the VA in right. order to you know, work out something for the veterans. And so I discussed it with one of my colleagues and we set about and brought into existence the Pulaski County Veterans Court. Right. And from there, I just continued to work in the system. And during the pandemic and a little before it, there were other things that I wanted to, to try to do because I was uh, instrumental in bringing about the Little Rock District Court Mental Health Probation Program and mm -hmm. sat on the steering committee for the Crisis Stabilization Unit. Mm -hmm. And so I just, you know, I, I look at where I work and I want to improve upon it because when we improve upon the criminal justice system, we're not doing it just for the defendants that are coming through. It improves that system. Once we improve it, it improves the lives of the victims that are coming in contact with that system, and it improves upon the lives of society and the community as a whole. All right. I, I, we'll, we'll circle back to that, and I, I want to talk about uh, the previous uh, occupants of, of, of the prosecutor in the office here in uh, Pulaski County, but it, it extends to Perry County. And yes. if you don't know anything about uh, the the, judi uh, the sixth judicial, it's uh, uh, it's the largest district in the state of Arkansas, yes. and and uh, there are uh, currently about a roster of about 50 deputies. Uh, goes to uh, six, uh, one, six circuits court, yes, and uh, to the the youth court and what's the drug the court, juvenile justice court, uh -huh. uh, juvenile court, uh, veterans court, drug court, mm -hmm. and then you have all of the um, mm -hmm. you have one specialty court sobriety court and district mm. court mm -hmm. and then the mental health court mm -hmm. um and all of the district courts so uh in in essence uh, the the prosecuting uh, uh attorney sets the culture a lot of people when they look at tv they they see that that person prosecuting cases but a lot of times you are the ceo uh, as the prosecuting attorney you are the ceo of that office your deputies a yes. lot of times are the ones who are going to prosecute the cases but you set the tone yes uh, uh, in the past, uh, uh, under Mark Stodola and 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 uh, 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 Larry Jagley, uh, and and everyone comes into the office saying, you know, this is how what we want to do. We want to be fair uh, to uh, to both sides. So you you've seen the defense side of of, of that, and you're bringing that's un unusual, in in uh, not unusual, but you're running, and your career has been on the defense side of of of, of looking at the judicial system you've you've uh, I, I was reading your, your bio you started uh, some of your early work with the Arkansas Center for 
uh, for legal services. We are a partner at the Daily Record. As publisher of the Daily Record, uh, uh, we have a partnership with them uh, uh, in, in terms of of uh, writing certain types of stories, uh, and they have some advocacy issues that, uh, such as the renters' right and uh, yes. uh, a plethora of issues that they have. Uh, so tell us about that experience, and and that's kind of the the bare bones of 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 seeing people at 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 their most vulnerable. Right, and and they don't sometimes they don't have the money to, and and that question of money is the issue that black people have always had to face, uh, uh, not having proper access, access to the legal system. So tell me about your career with Arkansas Legal Services, how you got started, and what did you do when you were with them? Well, I served uh, with the legal services first starting out in the in Helena, mm -hmm. Helena, Arkansas, and they cover Helena. Um, it's Phillips County, I think it's Monroe County, St. Francis, and Lee County. Mm -hmm. And so I traveled that circuit handling divorces, um, any type of civil issues that legal aid took on, right. along with um, orders of protections. Right. Uh, we represented the victims who were seeking an order of protection. Right. And some of those victims were actually had criminal cases uh, that were yeah. going on due to yeah. the defendant yeah. being charged with something. And right. so and we sort mm -hmm. of assisted in making sure that they stayed in contact with their assigned prosecutor and and kept good up-to-date information for them uh, but mainly a lot of divorces child custody visitation uh, and I enjoyed that enjoyed that work then I moved here to Little Rock and when I came to Little Rock I worked for the Center for Arkansas Legal Services here right. and I was a helpline attorney and that's when individuals the general mm -hmm. public calls in and they have a legal question right. and the attorneys on the helpline provide them mm -hmm. with uh, legal advice right. in order yeah. to assist and, them and, with their problem right and, and uh, to, to those who have you know, the legal services is a statewide they they provide yes. services uh, all across for all 75 counties for the state of Arkansas. Uh, they do great work pro bono in, in many cases, and, and uh, a lot of attorneys for some of the law firms in the city will do their volunteer work for the Arkansas Legal Services. So uh, Yes, and I still do volunteer work. Well, I do it now through Access to Justice, and on Fridays we, um, most Friday, at least one to two Fridays out of a month, mm -hmm. we get together and answer questions for the general public mm -hmm. and send them back a reply and provide legal advice. Mm -hmm. uh, the the issue of social justice has, of course, reigned uh, across the, the nation, uh, not not just uh, in Minneapolis with the George Floyd incident, but yes. in every community across. This is an, an issue that we face for, for, for many years. Uh, of having access to, to the system, but uh, uh, access to the judicial system, being treated fairly in the system. Once we're in the system, uh, 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 how, uh, uh, how are we adjudicated versus someone that doesn't look like us? Uh, but during, during this summer, uh, this issue got the, uh, nationwide attention. attention. What were your thoughts? I wanna get your idea, what, what were you thinking during that process, how did that hit you? Because you are in the midst of what's going on and you see people that are vulnerable or are, are faced with, with issues like uh, a George Floyd or someone else, a Breonna Taylor or someone across the nation. And they got attention, but there's a lot of them that don't get attention out there. No, they do not. But I looked at it from the standpoint of um, this, they would, this would be the catalyst mm -hmm. that would get everyone involved, bring the people off the sidelines that are sitting back waiting to see what's gonna happen. And we would all get involved in ensuring that criminal justice reform actually was actualized. Mm -hmm. And when I say criminal justice reform, it's also dealing with the police in a manner in which there's gonna be accountability and transparency because mm -hmm. that's a part of criminal justice reform. Mm -hmm. And so I saw it as a catalyst to bring that about. Mm -hmm. I actually, the uh, public defenders, federal and state, mm -hmm. we put on a march or protest mm -hmm. uh, in support of the protests that were going on around the country. Right. And yeah. I, like many public defenders, was out there during the protests, just giving the young people, being a legal observer right. is what they, they call us, mm -hmm. but ensuring that the young people had good information and they understood you know, that there was a line that we didn't want them to cross. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, 
people were arrested some were released right away mm-hmm. but we wanted just to ensure that they were peaceful protests and mm-hmm. that we um, documented anything that occurred out there mm-hmm. um, as far as from the side of the police if they were being overly aggressive mm-hmm. uh, which we actually saw that occur and the governor apologized for them shooting the rubber bullets at mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. protesters at the Capitol and so I, I stayed involved and stayed out there because it was a very important uh, issue mm-hmm. and I appreciated the fact that the young young people were leading us and saying you know hey at some point a change has got to come and I think it's time mm-hmm. for that change. Right. Uh, one of the things that came out of, of some of that, the governor, you mentioned the governor, he he uh, uh, impaneled a task force. Yes, he did. Uh, uh, one of the things before the legislative sessions to look at a number of, of reform issues involving judicial system from uh, 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 from police conduct to uh, I talked to uh, 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 we had him on the show earlier, Kendall Collins, who's a federal defender. Ben, yes. Uh, and and he he was one of the people who was on the task force and and uh, he was kind of uh, I guess uh, downcast a little bit about the process a big he, he felt even though it was penal but that that some of the the people that were involved were not serious about change were not and and I can also being being over at the state capitol being the the uh, uh, covering the state capitol from and sending it from the legislative and that seemed to be the feeling for a lot of lot of people that uh, that the laws that were passed and the laws that came out of committee uh, uh, and the laws that were that that were going to bring about change never got out of committee. So, do you feel that the that there was any ground made? Some people believe we we fell backwards because there's now laws in Arkansas that make it. Uh, uh, illegal to to uh, use your First Amendment right to protest, and and there are other laws that have been p- passed uh, uh, that have impacted us from uh, from that point to now. Have we gone forward? You know, I believe we are. You know, this is one of the questions I'm I'm I did not look at it from that perspective. What I will say is this, in order for there to be change, it's we can't look to the governor or the legislature for that. We the people have the power to bring about change and that's at the ballot box. If we truly want change, we must ensure that come this election next year, there's a primary on May 24th of 2022. Hmm. If you're truly invested in bringing about change and you truly want to reform the criminal justice system, we need to now go find your neighbors, get that cousin that you barely talk to, reach out to everyone within your sphere of influence and ask them directly, are you registered to vote Mm -hmm. and ask that person to check their registration to ensure because the the clerk has to call you you know call Mm -hmm. the registration database Mm -hmm. but make sure that they didn't call you in mistake Mm -hmm. and then you show up on may 24th of 2022 Mm -hmm. and you make your voice heard because as long as we wait for the legislature and the governor to bring about the change that we so much desire then we're selling ourselves out short. Mm -hmm. We have the power to bring about change. If we don't like what's going on, get out and vote. That is the most important right that we have. The first- Let me me jump in here. That that right to vote involves voting for people that impact the legislative process. That's correct. And and, and, and here's what I I say to that, even though that 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 voting uh uh we we encourage everybody and that's always been a a basic tenet uh for black people make yes. sure that you vote now that very right is being attacked 18 laws were passed during the arkansas legislative session that impede our right to vote but you know what we survived the poll tax every obstacle they've placed in our way mm-hmm. we've survived it we've right. overcome it mm-hmm. we will overcome these things right. because we need to get to that ballot box mm-hmm. because if if you live in a district with a legislature who is doing who is voting 
a certain way on items that is op direct opposite of your morals and values, then you seek out that candidate who aligns with your morals and values and you set about convincing others to vote for that candidate because it's not enough to just go vote. Let's be informed voters. Let's mm -hmm. go out and let's take everyone we can, build our own coalitions, and go and vote that person out because if they're impeding change, and we need change, and we need change in the right direction, mm. we, we, we should not be attempting to suppress the vote of any oh, person. Uh, exactly. People should be able to, to vote freely and as, and, and as often as we hold elections, that you only get one vote and they should be able to exercise that vote without impediments. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and you are listening to Black uh, BCN Headlines. We, our guest today is Alicia Walton. Say hi to hello, the people out hello. there. She's running for uh, prosecuting attorney for the 6th Judicial District. That's, if you're here in Little Rock, that's your district. That, uh, that impacts you. As she said, uh, uh, she's running uh, uh, for the November 22 election, but the primaries are only 10, 10 months away 10 months now. Away. Uh, so we are, are getting close to the next election period. Uh, get involved. She talked about uh, one of the things that happened during the 2021 legislative session. You talked about that, getting involved. This was, a, and I've been up at the state capitol for 20, 20, 22 years, <laughs> and this was the maybe the first session where uh, you saw a coalition and, and maybe it had to do with COVID where people, uh, young people uh, started to get more involved in, uh, and I tell people if you understand the legislative process, the committees are where the work is done. done. If the bill gets to the floor, it's already a done deal in most cases, but people are getting involved. How, uh, 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 you know, when you're out there talking with people, when you're on the campaign trail, how you're talking about this engagement what is your message to people to get engaged of course you want them to vote for you <laughs> uh, yeah. but also but you want people to get involved in in the process because there are laws that are going to be passed and we'll talk about some of those a little bit later that will affect how you do your job uh, yes. So what are the messages that you're telling folks when you're out on the campaign trail? I ask them to get involved with different social uh, organizations within the community that align up with their morals and values to make sure that they are not just depending on social media for their news, that they're checking other sources, and that they stay like in... Like BlackConsumerNews.com. Like BlackConsumerNews.com. And that they uh, be mindful uh, or aware of who sits in different seats in there, you know, know your JP, mm -hmm. know who your city council person is, know who the person is that uh, is, serves your district on the school board. You know, no, it's not, it's not enough just to know who your representatives and senators are. Mm -hmm. We need to also be familiar with the other players because they make decisions that also affect our lives. Right. And so I just encourage them to, you know, be more involved. We, we, I, I try to be as involved as I can and I can't make all the meetings, but I have friends that attend the other meetings. And so I share what I get from the meetings I attend and they share with me. And then mm -hmm. if there's something important I need to be in this meeting for, they advise me and I, you know, uh, make myself knowledgeable about what it is that's going on that I'm going over here to speak about and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I just ask people to do that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in my family, I sort of share all the information with my siblings that live here in Little Rock mm -hmm. as far as, Hey, this candidate, this, th this mm -hmm. issue, this, that, and so it's, you know, it, it takes a village mm -hmm. uh, for, to keep all of us informed. So right. Yeah, I, and, 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 you know, in the past, uh, for a long time, our, our uh, method of communication and getting information of, about has been, uh, uh, has been the church. That's uh, it. Frankly, uh, we, we've always uh, uh, encouraged people to, to, to vote. Uh, uh, some of the laws that have been passed will we'll attack those uh, efforts to do that. Uh, but I want to get... You, uh, Larry Jiggly, uh, uh, generally the, the person who uh, serves as prosecuting attorney, if you look back in the history of, of Pulaski County and the, the, this district, uh, the person who is elected gets to serve. A, uh, uh, Jiggly's been there 24 years, I think. Uh, I think uh, Stola was in there for a long time, and the one prior to him served quite a while. 
generally that person, uh, the, the voters, once they vote that person in, they give them a, an opportunity to see how they're going to do the do. job. Uh, when you heard uh, your decision to run for office, was it made it was after he announced or was it, when did you start, when did the idea start percolating in your head? I started talking to family and friends last year. Okay. Um, so yeah. during the George Floyd, it, 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 the well, social it was unrest, little, was, was a, it that, a, was, was that no. the birth of it? Well, not 2020. I'm sorry. We did miss that year. Mm -hmm. No, 2000, yeah. November, 2019. You, you talk about the missing COVID yes, year. Yes. You know, <laughs> there's a year that we yeah. were at home. No, November, 2019, I began talking to my friends and family about okay wanting to run that mm. this is what I was considering mm -hmm. and so um, after much prayer meditation and some more talking um, it was about March mm -hmm. a little before George Floyd mm. that I started pulling together a group of people and saying hey I'm actually going to do this okay. I I'm running for prosecutor okay uh, and then I just continued to work toward that goal and mm -hmm. stay abreast Mm -hmm. of what was going on in the in mm -hmm. you know around the world mm -hmm. uh in response to what was going on here in the united states and to see what type of changes would mm. would come out and you know i would like to say um you know there there were some states made great changes others mm -hmm. have been slow arkansas right. has been a, a bit slow and so we yeah, need to well, play I, some glacial catch up. slow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but come January 1, 2023, we're, we're going to turn this around. Okay. Uh, that, that will. Uh, when you heard uh, Mr. Jigley announced that he's going to step down, uh, how long did it take you to get your, your, your organization together to say, okay, let's announce this? Okay, now we actually announced earlier that day prior to him announcing that he was resigning. Mm -hmm. So that the day that he announced his resignation was the date circled on the calendar for us to announce. Wow, was that and, was that coincidence or uh, well, I, or God God providence? That, that I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I, I decided that I was going to run, and I had people to say, "There's an incumbent." I mean, mm -hmm. you know, basically, are you crazy? Mm -hmm. um, and it was like, no, I. I was raised that when you see a problem mm -hmm. and you believe that you can assist by working toward a solution for the problem, you don't sit back and wait and see what's going to happen. You step forward. You know, there's that saying, bad things happen when good men mm -hmm. be silent. Right. And so I, I'm a good, I'm one of those good men. I'm not mm -hmm. going to be silent because I haven't been silent. You, miss, you said that you, 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 when there's a problem, what was the problem? Well, the problem is is that we need to mass incarceration is mm. is through the roof arkansas uh is the number one in the southern states for mass incarceration and mass incarceration is being driven by substance abusers mm -hmm. and those with mental health issues mm. and as i stated i've worked within the system okay. from the defense side to ensure that those issues were adequately addressed but mm. i realized early on in order to effectuate lasting change you need to be in the prosecutor's office. Right. You, you must be on that side because any ideas that are put forth, if the prosecutor doesn't buy into them, mm -hmm. they get no traction. Right. So right. I was just happy that we got traction with the Veterans Court, we got traction with the Little Rock Mental Health Probation Program, and that the crisis stabilization units really didn't need a lot of input from the prosecutor, but mm -hmm. it came into fruition. And so it was, you know, I just, we, th those are changes that we need to, to see take place. We also need to reform our probation uh, program. Probation needs to be geared toward assisting a person toward true rehabilitation. Currently, our probation program is essentially a layaway to prison program. Mm -hmm. The requirements are so onerous until a person on probation, you know, they, it, it's difficult to work the requirements make a living, take, support your family, and 
you know, go on to try and live out that American dream. Currently, if you miss a payment mm -hmm. and your probation officer says, you know, uh, Miss Walton, I'm gonna need you to make that payment, come in and see me on Monday, and I'm gonna need you to make that payment then. Well, when I show up and I must sit there for three hours, and the majority of the probationers are people that live at or below the, the poverty guidelines. Mm -hmm. So we're placing, it's, it's really more of an attack on those who live at or below the poverty guidelines. Yeah, and I'm gonna uh, change that focus. Do you believe the, the, the system is set up now, uh, and not just in, in, in Pulaski County, but in, you see other, uh, with the Maumel court system where, where there's a financial incentive for the courts to raise money on the poor uh, back from the bail funds the system, from the, the check cashing system that uh, that Sherwood used to have, uh, or still kind of has, uh, is, is uh, and that's not just in Arkansas. No. That's across the state, of, uh, the, across the nation. We see that the courts is using the, the court system to, to raise money, to, to raise fines, to, to put fees and fines on the backs of poor people when the justice system wasn't, wasn't set up to do that. No, that, that's not. The, the system is designed to ensure that a person uh, is rehabilitated and that you can then be released from whatever conditions there mm -hmm. are and go on to live a happy and prosperous life. But over the years, it has just become so bogged down until mm -hmm. we need to reassess some things. And we see those reassessments going on. We've got Judge Herb Wright here in Pulaski County yeah. that's hurting, uh, heading up the bail reform. Mm -hmm. And so we see when there is an issue, we start seeing conversations start taking place. Yeah. And there's and been so, two bills uh, attempted at the legislative yes. session to, to pass on the, to reform the bail bond system yes. here in the state of you know, Arkansas. Uh, those bills didn't pass, but like you said, that those conversations sometimes are ongoing. Yeah. Right. And, and, and we must get involved and ensure, ensure that those conversations continue. And, you know, I'm encouraged by, yeah. you know, Judge Wright uh, yeah. having served in his court. I believe he's going to do a great job with that. Mm -hmm. And we'll actually see some reforms come out of that. Mm -hmm. I know that the Criminal Justice Committee, Pulaski County Criminal Justice Committee, took up that issue. Mm -hmm. And they've worked diligently to try and bring about reforms in, in the form of bail reform. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing other things slow, mm -hmm. uh, but taking place mm -hmm. uh, and we just need to continue to build upon those you know whether you like or hate Don, uh, whether you voted for or didn't vote for Donald Trump the one thing that he did do yeah, regardless yeah. of what the reason was behind it mm -hmm. he said he wanted criminal justice reform and he set about in mm -hmm. the federal system to putting change it, it right mm -hmm. to change it mm -hmm. that didn't translate to the states right and mm -hmm. so now we're depending upon our legislatures and governors and elected prosecutors mm -hmm. because if a prosecutor wants to change something and people please understand Pulaski County is the largest Pulaski and Perry County are the largest mm -hmm. make up the largest district right the prosecutor that serves these two counties their voice carries a they lot of weight the standard. they, they as, set the standard right for, as far as what, what's being prosecuted in that community right and they what set the reforms. culture yes right yes and what reforms will be allowed to to and, continue and let's change the conversation to that the very you, you've talked about the reforms that need to be made let's say uh, you you go in you, you go sweep through the primaries you go to november you blow that out and you're elected in uh, to begin your term in 2003 as uh, as a prosecuting attorney. What day one? What reforms would you set in place? And I'll I'll preface that with this: Larry Jiggly did not engage with the community. So, and that will change. Okay. That will change. I believe community engagement, and I'm actually going to have an office of community engagement. Okay. So that then. I am getting out in the community, talking to people, not just showing up when it's time for reelection, mm -hmm. not just showing up when there's an issue. I will be having presence in the community, and that's in Pulaski and Perry counties. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the schools and talk to the children because I think that that is needed. Children need to know not just from the police officers who show up, but from the person who ultimately will decide whether or not a charge is filed against you, mm -hmm. whether or not you will. I'm going to request a 
high bond, a, a money bail be set or you to be released mm. on other conditions or even just released on your own recognizance. Whether or not your juvenile is charged as an adult or charged as a juvenile, all of those decisions reside with the prosecuting attorney. Right. And mm. I believe it's important that we get out and we educate the community. Now, the community will have to understand this will yeah, not be you. community engagement talking about open cases, mm -hmm. but I will be out there to discuss with you your concerns. It's mm. you, you, people have opinions about how the prosecutor carry out their uh, job. Uh, of course, and, and one, of, one of the issues uh, uh, in uh, Little Rock, and this has been an issue for especially uh, uh, under the current administration, uh, there seems to be some an adversarial kind of relationship between uh, the mayor, the police chief, and the, the prosecuting team. It seems like if you want your city to move forward in, the, in your community, and you're not just Little Rock and Pulaski County, you're also Perry, Perry County, County. But, but, but being the largest city in the state of Arkansas, you would want to have a good relationship. Uh, uh, what uh, uh, is your philosophy on that? I believe you do need to. Mm -hmm. you, you need to have a good relationship with all of the mayors and the police chiefs and mm -hmm. the sheriff mm -hmm. and the county judge mm -hmm. um, that make up Pulaski and Perry County. Right. Uh, so, no, there, there will be a change in that. Mm -hmm. I, I will have a conversation with the mayor mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the mayor is in charge of the police chief. Right. And although the, the police prepare the investigation and all to mm -hmm. submit to my office for review, Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's important to have that open line of communication. Mm -hmm. And we see where sometimes that friction mm -hmm. creates distrust within the community. When mm -hmm. you have the mayor and the police chief standing up to address an issue and the prosecutor is, is not present or there's mm -hmm. no input from the prosecutor, it mm -hmm. sets it up as if, you know, there's some... T it continues the distrust mm -hmm. in the prosecuting attorney's is office. That, is that maybe because sometimes, as you said, you may be prosecuting the case and the issue that is that they are conversating about, uh, such as uh, sometimes the police uh, reform or the brutality issue. There may be a case that, or not, that you're, you're, you're so does, are, as the prosecutor, are, are, is that role sometimes you're prevented from, from being able to publicly have those conversations? No, I, I believe it's important, especially if it's dealing with an a an ish incident that will be submitted to the prosecutor's office for review. I believe it's very important for me to get out front and mm. by having that good relationship with the mayor and the police chief, we can have a discussion about, you know, listen, this is what I'd like to not have released mm. until I can see the actual file if we can just hold off, ask the community to, you know, be patient for just a second, and then we'll get the body cam and all of the other MVRs and things released. I think the, well, we can look at it with the Bradley Blackshaw case. Mayor Scott did, did something that the community uh, mm. felt was needed mm -hmm. and the community appreciated. Mm -hmm. uh, he was transparent. He put out the video mm -hmm. and the community was happy to receive the video. There was no communication from Larry Jagley. Mm -hmm. And we saw the protesters yeah. show up at his mm -hmm. office to protest because when his voice was absent, it left a void. Yes. And what we needed at that time was leadership. Mm -hmm. We needed him to come forward to say, you know, be patient. Mm -hmm. This is a hot button issue. Let me get with the mayor and the mm -hmm. police chief. We'll come together hold a joint press conference, and I will update you as to what is going on. Does not mean that I will be required to reveal any, any, any details information, of the case, right. right, details of the case, because sometimes things can be um, provided to the, the general public mm -hmm. that will directly affect mm -hmm. the prosecution of that case. Mm -hmm. So had there been more of a relationship with the mayor, then the distrust in the community would have been assuaded some somewhat mm -hmm. and they would have been they they would have been calm and patient and waited for him to come out to say what went on in that case now eventually there was a statement put out right. but he never addressed the public and if you didn't read the newspaper you missed it mm -hmm. or catch the news that night and those are mistakes that i will not um 
I, 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 I will steer clear of making those because I believe in, in, in good, having good lines of communication and I believe in staying engaged with the community. Let, let's get uh, back to you. You, you, you. You're starting your, your administration. What, uh, and we mentioned, you mentioned uh, what other reforms, uh, obviously uh, coming from the defense side of, of, of the balance sheet, so to speak, uh, what would it, do you see any issues going into uh, 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 leading, being basically the CEO of a prosecutor, someone that you've been on the other side uh, of the aisle against uh, uh, and and going to battle against uh, the USC and then from day one you will be their boss you will be kind of uh, uh, setting the tone for for what you like uh, uh, are setting the tone for what type of judicial process or judicial culture you would like to have now I have a good working relationship with all of the prosecutors currently serving at the prosecuting attorney's office mm. And I will say this, whether you're a prosecutor or a defense attorney, uh, our main goal is in seek of justice. And so my stance does not change, whether I'm on the side of the defense or on the side of the prosecution. The goal is in seek of justice. And so that, that's ultimately what, I, what will be going on once I transfer over to the prosecuting attorney's office. So I see no issues with my move going forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, getting getting back to uh, your your uh, now if if you've got an audience right now uh, tell them why is it important for for you to be uh, in that uh, 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 prosecuting chair once uh, 2023 starts it is important for me to be in that chair because I will bring accountability and transparency to the prosecuting attorney's office. I will set up an office directly to engage with the general public. I'm going to reform probation. I am going to look at the juvenile justice system. And if you visit my website at aliciawalton.org, you will see exactly how I spell it out as to what changes will be made. I want to be your prosecuting attorney, not just to sit in that office and have all of the accolades that come along with it. I want to be your prose next prosecuting attorney because I want to change the landscape of how we dispense with justice here in Pulaski County. I'm seeking to bring about true criminal justice reform. And I know that one way to bring about unity in the community is to show that there will be no longer any disparities in sentencing for those people in order to remove those disparities in sentencing for those that are charged with nonviolent offenses there will be no sentencing enhancements because we know that black and brown people are sentenced to higher uh, terms of imprisonment than our white counterparts and one way to levelize the system is not to have those enhancements added on mm -hmm. we there are other ways that we can levelize the system but we also must build upon community trust and my administration will build upon that rebuilding trust within the community in the prosecuting attorney's office mm -hmm. I am not a person who comes from privilege I am a I come from humble beginnings and I live a regular everyday life. I, as I've stated before, I'm a, a domestic violence survivor. I am a victim of, of, of crime, and my brother was killed here on the streets of Little Rock. So for many, you know, I'm not stepping into this role not having uh, dealt with some of the hardships mm -hmm. that go along with having just been a victim of crime or having relatives who came into contact with the system. <laughs> I see it on both sides. And I come from come look at this problem from a different perspective. And I want to be the prosecuting attorney for all people. Okay. And so I want to improve upon the criminal justice system and improve upon community relations with the prosecuting attorney's office. Uh, this is Alicia Walden. She's running for a sixth judicial district, uh, prosecuting an attorney seat that will be vacated after the retirement of Larry Jigley. At the end of 2022, she is uh, she would become the first black uh, woman uh, 
uh, the first black person uh, to be elected to that seat. We're having a historic year of black candidates running in the state of Arkansas all the way uh, from local offices all the way up to the governor uh, for the state of Arkansas. If you would like to ask any questions of, of Ms. Walton, our number uh, at BCN headline, Black Consumer News is 501-433-0000. Eight, eight, and that is Alicia Walton. She's running for the sixth judicial seat. Uh, uh, we've coming down to her about five more minutes. Uh, I, uh, you have. Uh, I want to go back to your your family background. Uh, <laughs> you have uh, 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 you you in your bio. You mentioned your father and your your mother and their strong work ethic. What is it? Uh, that uh, uh, what would they say uh, are they living uh, my dad passed mm -hmm. but my mom is okay what 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 uh, uh, have you uh, obviously you've shared that news with him what, what was what what did your mom say when when you decide uh, decided to run oh she was excited she mm -hmm. says that I you know whatever I set my mind to do I usually do it <laughs> and so you know uh -oh. she goes back to when I joined the Marine Corps that oh. was that was not their desire she, yeah. for me oh, I, believe me but, I understand you know, that when yes. somebody <laughs> says they're running they're going to join the Marine, Marine Corps, Corps. I've, I've, I've made that decision and, and yes it shocked people I was in college when I made that decision so and so yes yeah, so she said usually when you set your mind to doing something you do it so I'm here to support you. Okay. And uh, so, and I would, if I may, ask your listeners to please visit my website at aliciawalton.org. You know, it takes donations to run campaigns, as um, our host so graciously spoke about um, at the start of the broadcast with mm -hmm. Chris Jones and and all. It, it does take money to run a uh, to run a campaign. Mm -hmm. And I'd ask, you know, if you could donate 10 15 20 25 dollars it would really assist me in ensuring that i am viable and competitive uh, in this election and that and also assist us in in spreading our message uh throughout pulaski and perry county okay to to date have you had uh uh, uh your opponent uh who calls who's calling himself a protege of of larry jiggly uh, obviously, I, I haven't had anyone giving endorsements for. Have you had any uh, endorsements so far uh, uh, to date for your candidacy? I have. I have Judge uh, Marion Humphrey, Pastor mm -hmm. Dwight Townsend, uh, Pastor Kevin A. Kelly. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have several, mm -hmm. uh, several individuals who are uh, stepping up to support, endorse, and assist us in spreading our message. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, for those young ladies out there listening to what what uh, you uh, uh, would be setting a, a new standard uh, for the for for Little Rock for the community of Arkansas, what would you say to someone? Have you thought about that and what it means uh, not only for you uh, but for the community? Well, never give up on your dream, hmm. regardless as to where you come from, no matter what your backstory is, you can be whatever it is you want to be. It, no matter how long it takes for you to realize that dream, keep your dream alive. And I know that there are some people out there who would try to dissuade you from your path, but you stay on that path and you move on to greatness and just believe in yourself. And that's Alicia Walton. She's running. I'll let her say it. Tell, tell, tell the people out there what you're running for and uh, one more time why, why they should, uh, should be supporting you. Yes, I'm Alicia Walton. I'm running for prosecuting attorney for the 6th Judicial District, which encompasses Pulaski and Perry Counties. And I'm running because it's time for us to bring about a new system of criminal justice. It is time to reform the current system. It is time for us to stand up and take charge and make a change for the better for our children and generations to come. Please visit my website at aliciawalton.org. And that is this edition of blackconsumernews.com or BCN headlines. We uh, look forward to to uh, Angel coming back and leading us in this show and let me be on that other side of the chair of being the news expert. But 
Again, we uh, thank uh, Ms. Walton for, for joining us for the show. We will, as we get closer to the November 22 election and the primary, we will invite her at, back to talk about her campaign and what she's doing out there and some of the ongoing issues that Little Rock uh, so, uh, so much is in need of leadership in the prosecutor's office. Thank you and have a good rest of the day. Yes. This is Black and Super News. Thank you.